Hey, 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 this is your girl Sada Star coming to you with another episode of A Day in the Life of the Alpha Woman, the official podcast of the Easy Breezy Life Community. Before we jump into today's topic, everything we share on this platform is for education and entertainment purposes only. Nothing we talk about is intended to replace professional advice, and we want to encourage you to reach out and get all of the help that you need, because after all, the Easy Breezy Life is a group project. Looking for a way to build a fashionable and trendy workwear wardrobe but can't seem to gather the coins? Then check out New York & Company's amazing subscription service, New York & Company Closet. Get access to hundreds of outfits that you can rotate on a monthly basis for an affordable monthly fee. Check out the link today in our episode notes to get access to your next fashionable wardrobe. Want to know how I save tons of money on a Caribbean vacation while earning cash back? It's easy. The answer is Rakuten. Sign up online today using the link in our episode notes so you can start saving and earning cash back on your favorite online stores. And we are back. Joining me today is Dr. Charlene Lawson, a certified personal stylist, chemist, and speaker. She is the founder of Style Chemistry Consulting, a wardrobe styling business that helps women in business develop personal style and build dream wardrobes. Dr. Charlene is passionate about helping women realize they never have to sacrifice style for success or authenticity for ambition. In addition to shopping, she enjoys mentoring young ladies, playing bid whist, and being a mom to two outstanding young men. Hello, Dr. Charlene. How are you today? Hello. Hello. I am doing amazing. And how are you? I am doing fabulous this morning. Thank you so much for your willingness to join us on this platform. I think our alpha women are going to learn great tips and skills and also possibly find a stylist for themselves today. Hey. Yes. Which we got to look good doing it. Got to look good doing it. So one, I just want to commend you. I mean, a chemist, a stylist, speaker, and you're raising two young men. How are you doing it? (laughs) Oh, gosh. By the grace of God. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Lots of grace. Taking taking things one day at a time, honestly, Mm -hmm. you know, and um, having a support system around me uh, helps, helps as well. Yes. Yes, I agree. That support system is so important. I think a lot of times when people see a woman who has all these great things going on for her, there's a perception that she is standing alone and they don't really see the tribe or the people behind her who are rooting for her or supporting her, who are, you know, picking her up when she has challenges. And Uh, yeah, yeah. um, If a woman is doing all of, you know, being the mom, running the businesses, uh, being in corporate all on her own. I'm not sure how she does it. I feel like a support system is, is crucial to being able to do what, um, what you need to do. Mm-hmm. Gotta have it. Agreed. Agreed. 
So I want to talk about allowing you to share a little bit about your journey. You're in Houston, Texas. Hey, Texas. <laughs> talk to us about how you merged your passions, how you got to this point in your professional and entrepreneurial career. Okay. All right. I'm going to try to give a short summary. <laughs> it's kind of a long story, but I'll, I'll tell you this. Um, I've always had a love affair with fashion. I mean, I was born a diva, right? So <laughs> when I was a little girl, I did lots of pageants and um, I was voted best dressed in high school mm. and, and all that good stuff. Right. So it's always kind of been in me, the fashion side. Um, but growing up, I also excelled in math and science. Wow. And so um, when I graduated, I happened to be the mo- a mom at that point. So I had my first child as a teenager. Mm, right. So, mm-hmm. so if it wasn't um, for that, I probably would have finished high school, moved to New York, and just like pursued a career in fashion. If it was just me, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but because I was a mom and I had to be a little bit more practical, uh, I went ahead and took a more traditional route. And that's how I ended up earning my PhD in chemistry wow. from Howard University, HU. Wow, that is amazing. Wow. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, I, I got my PhD and then um, I was offered a position in the oil and gas industry. Um, and so that's what brought me to Houston, Texas. And so my first day on the job, I remember it very clearly. I show up, I'm in like this killer black suit, a leopard camisole, you know, some, some nice pumps, right? So I'm thinking I'm going to make a good first impression. So I come into the office and I'm given a tour by three young ladies and, um, you know, they say, oh, well, you, you look really, really great, but we don't really dress up around here. And so I'm kind of like, well, okay, you know, that's fine, but, but that's, I do, you know, because that that's always been my style and what makes me comfortable and makes me, what makes me confident. And so over time, you know, I'm showing up to work every day, heels, dresses, just looking my best. And I start to see some of the women at work step up their game mm-hmm. a little bit. So I start, you know, so the seeds are being planted now. So um, I'm seeing I have some influence in the workplace mm-hmm. and then over four years in corporate America, just meeting so many amazing women who are educated, you know, um, successful, ambitious, killing it in the workplace, but their personal style was not where it needed to be. And they knew it Mm -hmm. and they needed help. Mm -hmm. And so helping my female colleagues in corporate to clean out their closets and to, to, to um, revamp their wardrobes. And, And just as a hobby, doing it for fun, seeing their confidence shift, and how much I enjoyed what I was doing in fulfillment is what birthed my company, Style Chemistry Consulting, to help women in business to discover personal style and to get dressed mm-hmm. for success. So that's how it all came about. That is amazing. That is amazing. So it's, is style consulting what you do full time or is this your side hustle? So right now it is my side hustle. Mm -hmm. Uh, Of course, the goal is to always go into full-time entrepreneurship, but I do work uh, in corporate America uh, in the oil and gas industry as a consultant. Mm -hmm. So for our listeners who do not know what oil and this is the oil and gas industry, correct? Right. Wow. So this is probably a male dominated field also. Oh, yes. It's very, very male dominated. As of right now, I am the only woman of color 
um, and one of two women that's in my department. Mm -hmm. And we're talking about 86 people or so in my department. And so you would think by 2019, it would be look a little different, but not much has changed in some industries. And so it's definitely a male dominated field for sure. Wow. Wow. So I would love to hear a little bit about your experiences. It sounds like, you know, the style was a conversation that came up. And I think even for me going into the workplace, my style is not like yours. I've seen your pictures. (laughs) (laughs) But even just putting any effort sometimes, um, and if you have presence, um, can be perceived as, you know, either doing the most or being intimidating. Have you ever encountered that? And how do you deal with that in your work industry? So, you know, um, I hate to say this, but the most problem that I've had, and I'm sure mm-hmm. you can relate to this as well, my problem has not really been with men in a male-dominated field. It's with the women. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everywhere. Even in the female-dominated field, it's with women. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm I'm all about, like, women empowerment and women camaraderie. But in the workplace, it can be a bit cutthroat, and it's just very competitive. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, you know, I, in my experience, I'm just like this. Look, you know, this is me. Um, you know, this is how I show up to work every day, you know, and I put in my, my best foot forward. I just don't I just don't let the chatter really get to me, mm. to be honest with you. Um, I have been able to forge and build some great relationships, with, relationships with women in the workplace. Um, but it, it does get to be a little catty. And so I just try to stay out of the gossip, you know, uh, mind my business <laughs> and do what I have to do. I think it's an interesting point that you make about women in workspaces and competition and not being able to support one another. And unlike you, I work in a female dominated field, like in higher education, you will find a lot of women at the lower and mid-level management positions. When you get up to senior managerial roles, there are few and far women in between. And contrary to what I have experienced and expected, which I did not know the first time I kind of came into a um, a senior leadership role, a lot of women do not uh, support one another, right? So like even something as simple as style. I have a group of sister friends who will let me know on the side, like, girl, this pencil skirt ain't working. Here's a better <laughs> one. Let's go shopping. That That is sisterhood to me. Like I have a friend the other day, because, um, you know, I've been eating. <laughs> a lot of carbs she tells me she's like I love you but you cannot wear this pencil skirt if you ain't ready to stop eating the carbs wear airline wear an a-line skirt now initially I was bothered but I realized that you know she's telling me this in love and she's telling me this in private and she's not saying it behind other behind my back she's fixing my crown right. and so I look at the work that you're doing with women when it comes to their style and and that, that plays a major role in executive present and that is fixing another woman's crown. Essentially, that's your industry. So what made you fall in love with helping other women versus just doing it for yourself so you could say like, yes, I look great. Everybody look at me. Oh, gosh. Well, as women, you know, we have so much pressure on us to where we're moms, where wives and girlfriends and sisters and daughters and we're 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 working and we're running businesses and trying to do all that and then still trying to look good and if you're single trying to catch a date it's a lot yes <laughs> it's, it's it's a lot to to deal with and so I just I know the struggle 
And so, mm-hmm. um, and, and I've come across women, you know, in corporate that will come and tell me like, I know how I want to look and I know how I feel on the inside. I just mm-hmm. don't know how to express that externally. How, how do I do that? Um, and so having that conversation over and over again, I felt that it was my duty to, you know, to step in and to, to fix their crowns and to help them in that area. And, you know, um, at the end of the day, when, when we look good, we feel good. You know, when you yes. dress to kill, you can tackle that boardroom or, you know, do what you need to do. And so um, it really helps in all aspects of our lives, professionally and personally, to to look good and to do, to do our best. And so I understand that. And my goal is to help other women um, uh, get get it together in the area of style. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And it's such an important part because I think, I believe it's a Proverbs 31 women, right? She wears linen. She looks great. Every time that I see something that is promoting the Proverbs 31 woman, I'm like, how am I going to become her? And, <laughs> but in that scripture, the hidden piece is she has a lot of help because I think a lot of times our society focuses on, um, well, or just like church in general will focus on the part where this woman is doing all of these things, but they don't keep in mind that she has like handmaids. She has servants who are helping her or she has help along the way. And when I look at being, you know, courageous enough to step out and say, I feel this way on the inside. I want to look like on the outside, but I can't do it by myself. And a lot of things that alpha women who are a lot of our listeners do is because we can kind of do it decently. We think that it's a good idea to just do it alone. Yeah. Yeah. And we have, we have egos and we have pride. And so Mm -hmm. that's also like a barrier in my business because, um, you know, for me to approach women, I don't really do that as much because you don't know how people, you know, really feel about their style or, you know, how comfortable they are with how they're dressing. So I can't just like, oh, hey, girl, you know, you look in a mess. <laughs> let me help you. Let me stab you. You know, I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. And so the women have to um, really be able to, you know, be introspective and say, hey, you know, I really need to work on elevating my style and because it's not just superficial like image is important you know when someone sees you the first thing they see before you open your mouth is you know what you're wearing and they're going to make lots of judgments just based on your appearance right and so for the women to say my image is important uh you know i'm educated i'm successful i'm smart but i've got to get my my fashion together right so we have to be honest with ourselves and then be able to reach out for help. It's really, it's really, really important. That's what has to happen. Yes, yes, I agree with you. But I think what you're saying is also true, right? We don't want to approach people. And so it's kind of like when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, we talk about a lot of self-care and self-improvement. And sometimes, sometimes I think we kind of forget about um, our wardrobe, you know, which is a part of self-improvement and self-care. Mm-hmm. totally agree like for me I'm coming off of like two years of a very stressful period in my personal life with my son being in the hospital and all of those things and I realized that along the way I just started stop taking care of myself right and I think that's what probably you being a mom of two could probably relate to how do you stay on top of 
the children, your work life, your side hustle, which which you are trying to grow into your full time business, and yourself. Oh gosh, it sounds like a lot when you say it like that. Yes, <laughs> I guess. Like, how are you balancing all of this? I guess when you're in it, gosh, it doesn't really feel like like that. Um, you know it. <sighs> It, it takes being being organized and being intentional about everything that I do, right? And mm-hmm. like we talked about earlier, having the support team in place to, to, to help me out. So for work, you know, if I'm traveling, um, you know, I have, and I'm a, I'm a single mom. So um, if I have to travel for work or if I have conferences or meetings and things like that, being able to reach out to a girlfriend to say, hey, you know, can you, you know, watch the kids and um, just being able to have people that are there to, su- to support you so that you can win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a huge, huge component of, of personal success. But what does a day in your life look like? During the week my schedule involves getting up with my younger son who's nine, getting him ready for school and off for for his day. And then because I do work from home, which is definitely a blessing, uh, you know, I'm able to balance out uh, my day job and running my business. And so um, that could include everything from conference calls for uh, my corporate job to consults and online shopping for my style chemistry clients. I just balance it out throughout the day mm-hmm. on the weekends. Um, oh, let's go back for a second. And then in the evenings, because I am building a business, you have to consider networking. So mm-hmm. I try to say, okay, in the evening, I'm going to go to one networking event or twice, one to two times a week, you know, to get out there, meet women, get exposure and to grow the business. And mm-hmm. so um, I balance that with swimming practice <laughs> as well for my son and um, other engagements. And so that's kind of how my schedule is during the week. The weekends is where it's tricky because, you know, there's always a brunch to go to or a conference to go to, or there's a client that needs shopping and styling. And so at this point, sometimes wow. my son I've gotten him hooked on the mall. And so he's so down. He's like, mom, let's, you know, <laughs> let's, let's go to the mall today. And so he brings his iPad and we, we travel together. And that is wonderful. <laughs> he'll pop a seat and I'll shop around the mall. And, and, you know, we, we make it, we make it work. So it's definitely just about finding balance, but planning out, planning out what I have to do the day before, like, okay, yep. what's on deck for tomorrow? You know, yep. how am I going to get all of this done? Or what can I take off my plate? What can I push back to next week? Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, really important to being able to do what you need to do. How does this work for everyone in your personal life? Like, I was just tell you where I am, right? So, you know, I am working full time in a doctoral program. My husband and I have a business. And easy breezy life is something that I feel like must happen. That this is the time for something like this. And so, um there really is not a lot of time for socializing. And I didn't hear a lot of socializing in yours. How do you keep the balance in your personal relationships? Oh, well, I just, I do a lot of socializing at my networking events. Ah. <laughs> yeah, so that alignment, synergy. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, my, my target audience are, are women, right? Yes. And so I, 
going to mixers or or happy hours or um, an evening fashion show or what have you, it allows me to be able to kind of, you know, to let loose a little bit and relax and have fun, but still also, you know, be about my business, right? Networking and making those connections. And then, you know, as far as like, you know, a dating life, you know, I'm dating someone who's also an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. And so he's super busy too. So finding people that kind of are on the same page as you, I'm busy, he's busy. And so we have that understanding Yes. And we just make it work. So that yes. helps. Yes. Yes. So making sure the people in your life understand what you have on your plate. And it sounds like you are putting yourself in spaces with people who have similar values, similar interests, and can help you grow in dimension in different dimensions also. Absolutely. Having a circle of people who are um, on the same page, have a similar lifestyle similar mindset, similar goals, it definitely helps you to um, to kind of combine the personal with the professional. And everyone's mm-hmm. kind of on the same page. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about style. Um, fall is, is upon us. I don't know what the weather's like in Texas, but in New Jersey, it is cold. It's, it's turning on us. What would you <laughs> say are some fall trends and tips that you think work outside but also might be able to be brought into the workplace okay good question so you know here in Houston it's like hot gear round but we do have some cold (laughs) we do have some cold days (laughs) um okay fall trends so let's see okay let's talk about boots and booties boots Mm -hmm. and booties are like essentials for fall Right. And you can transition those from the workplace to the happy hour to date night. So all women should have that classic pair um, of knee high boots mm-hmm. and that classic pair of booties. And so when you're going to work, you can wear those with pencil skirts. You can wear those with, um, you know, your suits. You can wear the ankle boots with those. And so then. On date night, you can also wear, the, with, wear those with your skirts and your dresses mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. So definitely number one for fall, boots and booties. Okay. Um, what else? So, I mean, sweaters, right? Um, listen, I feel like in the workplace, it's always cold. So even if it's like <laughs> 100 degrees here in Houston, and in the office, I'm freezing to death. So I kind of have my blazers and cardigans on deck year round. So um, you can, you can always, a blazer is like my go-to and you can wear those on casual Friday. You can wear those to dress up um, some nice slacks in the office. You can throw it over your sweater for date night on the weekends. And so they're really, really versatile. So I'm going to say blazers and boots and booties are popping for the fall. Wonderful. Wonderful. I think that's a real point you make up. Like, I've noticed that when I go shop, I'm thinking like, so I spent five days at work, one day at church, and I have one down day. Whatever it is that I buy has to check all the boxes. <laughs> <laughs> most times, most times. I'm getting better about doing the casual. But there, I mean, I went from being in college and having like 80 pairs of jeans to having none. And now being like, well, maybe you need to have two. And so when you ask, like, you know, when you're dressing your clients with different body types, what are some tips that you have for women based on their body types? Okay, well, um, to start, there are five basic body shapes for all women. And those are 
uh, hourglass, inverted triangle, apple, pear, and rectangle. So mm-hmm. the first thing is, okay, being able to identify what is your body shape. And you may be a hybrid of, of, of two shapes. Hmm. So once you know your shape, it's understanding what's going to work well for your particular shape and what things you should avoid. So for example, a lot of women of color, especially, um, have uh, the pear shape, which is where we may be a bit smaller on the top half. But we're bigger mm-hmm. on the bottom half. So we have hips and hips and butt, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so well, speak for yourself. Is, I ain't got none I don't got much oh, of that. But well, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> everyone's different. Everyone's different, yeah. but you know, a lot of uh women of color, some of us we tend we tend to be a bit curvaceous on the bottom half, right? Yes, yes. And so my biggest tips there is number one, if you have a pear shape, you have that small waist, but you have hips and then you have a you got a butt. And so keeping a tailor on speed dial and always buying your, your bottoms to fit your hips and then mm-hmm. to tailor it to the waist. So that gives ah. a nice tailored, sleek fit for your skirts and for your slacks. Um, for women who are <clears throat> may have a uh, stomach area, mm-hmm. I always say, avoid any clinging materials to the midsection. Keep mm-hmm. the pops of color on the top. Wear accessories to draw attention from the middle to the top. Mm. Um, let's talk about women who may have broad shoulders like myself. So I was a gymnast for a long time. So lots of athletes and models, we tend to have broader shoulders. And mm-hmm. so I'd say to keep the volume on the bottom half. So no voluminous poofy tops, no shoulder <laughs> pads, none of that. But flared mm-hmm. skirts, pleated skirts will give you more balance. And so it, at the end of the day, the goal is to... You know, the the ideal shape for most is the hourglass, right? And mm-hmm. so the goal is to get back to that hourglass shape. So to find, so if you're bigger on the top, you put the volume on the bottom to bring back balance. If you're bigger on the bottom, put the volume on the top to bring you back to getting to that hourglass shape, if that makes sense. Okay, yep, balance it out. This is this is basic math, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. Proportions, symmetry. Yes, proportions. Yes. Okay. That is, those are great. Thank you so much for sending those t- those style tips. Hair. I feel like hair is an important part of style, and for me, hair is also somewhere where I really express myself. And so, um, but it, every hairstyle don't work for every work environment, right? So I can't go in with my the side of my head shaved. In, not in my work environment because they're like you're looking like Rihanna but you don't work where Rihanna works so do you ever get into conversations about hair with the women you work with hmm. you know with with men so being in a um I want to talk about corporate America too and yes. also styling so in corporate America let's talk about hair for a second so <laughs> So being in a male-dominated field and then predominantly white men, we'll just say that, white men and, and women, there's always a conversation about my hair. So, because mm-hmm. I'll come in one day with braids and they're like, oh, it's just, you know, it's so beautiful. <laughs> you know, can I touch it? And then I'll come in the next week with, with my natural hair with an afro and I won't go, it'll be crickets. They don't say nothing. Oh my goodness, <laughs> don't know what to do. Like, I'm not really sure. <laughs> Yeah, if Charlene's all right today, (laughs) exactly. And the next week I'll come in with like straight hair or a weave. It's like, oh, I love your hair when it's straight, like low key, you know. Yeah, right, right. I've had those occur. I've had that happen. Mm -hmm. 
<laughs> so I've had those experiences in corporate America. Um, as far as with, um, you know, with my clients, um, you know, not so much. And I think that that's because, you know, um, we're getting more comfortable in, in um, expressing ourselves through our hair. So right. we're okay with, and the natural movement is like on, on 10, right? So mm-hmm. everyone is rocking their natural hair, whether that be in braids, um, locks, the afros and we're going to work and so you know my clients we're we're comfortable with our hair um and i think that it's becoming more acceptable in the workplace too what are your thoughts on that i think so too i think when i first came into a leadership role i felt like i had to you know give you michelle obama in the white house <laughs> so i stopped getting braids i stopped it with the different kinds of wigs and weaves and really tried to rock a standard style but it just it felt so stifling and, you know, over time with the encouragement of, you know, of my friend groups, people being like, you know, you have to find the right balance between yes, being work appropriate, but also being yourself. And so um, I work in a place where there are like very few women of color. And so I just have the conversation. I'm like, you got a question about my hair? You can ask the question behind closed doors. Don't touch it. Don't stroke it. <laughs> um, but, and I also work in, 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 higher education and so I try to also have an approach where people where I am allowing people an opportunity to learn right because I've definitely had the coworkers who I'll have braids and then the next week I come in with a bob and she says yeah I didn't I didn't like that um you look like an Egyptian last week I'm like okay let's have a conversation about why that statement is not okay so I try to also allow myself to be open. So if he, if someone has a conversation about my style or my hair choice, I say, you know, you can ask me, be mindful of how you're asking. And I'm happy to have that learning moment. But my hair, I have decided that that is what's left of the sparkly side of me. <laughs> so if it's braids today, if it's short tomorrow, if it's along the next day, <laughs> as long as it's groomed, I'm doing it. I'm actually in the process of hitting up my wig maker now to make me a different look to go into November. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. Yeah. It's like the same way. So let's, let's shift a little bit more to, you know, the journey. I am, I am sure to get where you are today, you have had to overcome a great deal. You don't become a PhD in chemistry, um, raise two black men and um, start a styling company kind of breezing through life. I know you mentioned me having a child when you were a teenager. Talk to me about what you would say has been like your greatest defining moment so far. Yeah, that's a hard question. Um, if I would, if I could pick one, I would say, um, you know, uh, overcoming the, overcoming the odds. So just being a teen mom, the um, odds were not in my favor. Um, most teen mothers don't finish high school, let alone go to college. And so being able to complete high school, go to college and not just college, but undergrad and graduate school and to come out, um, with a degree in chemistry, which, um, you know, I mm-hmm. hear that there's, you know, less than 1% of PhD chemists are black women. Oof. Um, so that's a big defining moment for me to just show other, you know, especially young, young women. Now I don't, I don't encourage you to, 
have children, you know, wait till you get married to have your baby. Okay. But if you do, (laughs) if you do happen to be a teen mom, or if you have any other obstacle, you know, that your life is not over, it is not over. You can continue to move forward and to, to still, you know, um, have dreams and to be successful. And so, um, you know, I think that I'm a good example, you know, of that. And then Mm -hmm. you can do, you don't have to be, you know, the typical, a lot of people major in, um, you know, nothing wrong with that. You know, the psychology, the education, that's great. But no, you can, you can be a chemist. You can be an engineer. You can do math. Mm -hmm. You can do anything that you set your mind to doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the sacrifice, the sacrifices that you've had to make to get to this point. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Lots of sacrifice. You know, um, when I was, so I was in college for nine years um, to get the, to get my PhD. And while I was going through, you always hear, you still in school? You ain't done yet. And... Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and then, and that kind of like bothered me a lot, right? But um, now that I am done, yes. I am doing so. I'm doing so much better than a lot of those people who were saying, "You still, you still not done," you know. Um, and so it's worth the sacrifice. And so I, and I always say this, like, okay, it's going to take time, but the time is going to pass anyway, whether you're in school or not. Right. See, my school just suck it up and do the work on the front end so that you can relax and be able to enjoy the fruits of your labor on the back end. Yep. So lots of sacrifice as far as um, not going to, you know, all of the parties, you know. Nope. (laughs) Pulling, pulling, pulling all nighters and not being, you know, having to say no to to the the girl trips and to things that I really, really wanted to do. Now I, mm-hmm. I did have a good balance. Now listen, I did turn up a little bit, so I had a balance, <laughs> but just being able to, to focus on, focus on the prize um, and then being able to enjoy the fruits of my labor now. Um, so I'm appreciative um, of, of those sacrifices, but it, it takes, it does take a huge sacrifice, but it's worth it. Yeah, 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 I'm with you. And I am, I think I've always been good about it in my past life, but my master's degree, I got it when I was still single, living alone, no child. This degree that I'm working on now with a husband and a child, whoa. <laughs> whoa. And I have to say that I have a lot of support, a lot of support with my son, but. I still can't figure it out. I'm just trying to get up, get up and get to work on time. And I, but I think a point that you made earlier was really important, planning the day. I have realized that if I don't tell Monday what to do on Sunday, Monday's going to do whatever it wants. Yeah. <laughs> and so <laughs> I hear you on that. <laughs> and so I really look at it. It's like redeeming the time. Like I need to make these 24 hours work. Beyonce only has 24 hours. Oprah got the same 24 hours. I have those same 24 hours. Where am I wasting time? And um, I think w- what you mentioned about missing some girls trips, right? Like 
there are there have been so many opportunities to go out and hang out with friends this month that I've just had to say at the last minute, like, you know, I really want to spend time with you guys, but it ain't going to work. There's a deadline. And and really designing um, life around the priority so that when you do get that doctor, when you do hit the goal, you can live the life that you want or the life that you've been created to live, not the one that others are defining for you. Right. Absolutely. I think that the power of saying no mm-hmm. is important for us to learn. And it's okay to say no. Like, it's mm-hmm. going to be okay. I'm sorry. I, I can't do that. I'm sorry. I can't, you know, I can't go there. Um, and I think that it's also important, though, when we're juggling, you know, everything is to remember that that we can do anything, but we just, we can't do everything. Right. And so what I focus on is doing what I love to do and delegating all the rest. (laughs) Yes. That Ah. helps me as well. So how do you do that? Cause there has to be some part of your day of things that you don't like doing. How do you get through the things that have to be done by you? So we can start from the home. Um, yeah. You know, like my clothes, you know, I, I put things in the dry cleaners. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> you know, I do that I too. I second that. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't have time to be ironing and <laughs> washing everything. Mm-mm. I don't have time for that. So, you know, delegating some of my home tasks mm-hmm. is important. Um, you know, even from grocery shopping, have you tried like the at home delivery or curbside pickup, doing things like that to save time? Yep. 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 I have, I have not done it here, but when I used to, when I was single, I tell you, I used every resource and I had more time done than I had now. I don't know what it was about, um, getting married and giving into stereotypical gender roles, right. That made me think like all of a sudden you must do all these things. But in all honesty, I'm with you. I pay someone to do my laundry. Most times I'm paying someone to clean the house. The dry cleaning is done by somebody else. And I will cook one meal a week. I, I cannot work full time, be in school, do easy breezy life, do all these things, and also be a Stepford wife. And so let's talk about it because I feel like you, are, you also are challenging norms by being a woman in STEM and all the things that you're doing. How do you see yourself fitting into, I guess, the landscape of what, quote unquote, a woman is supposed to be. Oh gosh, that's a complicated, <laughs> a complicated question. You know, um, <clears throat> I still desire to have like a, a traditional, um, traditional role. Mm-hmm. So, meaning, you know, I, I don't, I think I can run my business, be the CEO, um, and when I come home, I still want to be, you know, I want to be the wife. You know, I don't want to run the house, <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. um, so that's kind of what I desire to be. So I think that, um, you know, we as modern women, um, we can go out and we can make the money mm-hmm. and bring home the bacon. But we can also still remain feminine and, mm. you know, be in a people hate the word submissive. <laughs> Well, let me tell you, I've learned, I've, I've, I've learned to do that. Let me tell you. Um, but I think that, you know, that as long as we have the right leader, that's a natural role for us to be in. So just being yes. able to balance the two, I think, is where the struggle comes in. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm still trying to figure out, you know, for, for myself, you know, how can I be 
um, you know, an ambitious woman in business and successful, but still also, you know, having that femininity and being able to kind of come home and not be in a leadership role in my home. Yes, I think I think that's a that's a struggle that I also have. And, you know, my husband and I are going on seven years of being married and I think I'm just getting it. <laughs> just trying to figure and some days I'm good and some days I'm out here apologizing, right? Like because it is hard. It is hard to turn off that valve, especially when you're used to leading and you are and it sounds like you are someone who has a very strong personal vision and knowing when to prioritize the personal vision versus the us and us always being more important than the personal vision when it comes down to it at the end of the day. Um, I think if you ask my husband, he'd be like, well, <laughs> maybe I'm batting for 50. Right. But I, I yeah, you know, but I just want to be honest and say that like that it is a struggle. It is because it's like the trace that it takes to rise up through the ranks in the, in for your sake, the corporate world or for me in higher education, the trace that it takes to get to that point can sometimes become the antithesis to a well-balanced home and family life. Absolutely. And And I want to make a point here though. Mm -hmm. I think that it's important for um, women, if you're not married yet, single women, it's it's so important to make sure that we pick the right partners. Yes. That are going to support us that um uh buy into our vision and that mm-hmm. you know, their purpose and their vision is aligned with ours. So that's how it's all going to be able to work together, I think. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. With that being said, um, I want to thank you for taking the time to join us on this platform. Do you want to talk a little bit about the services you offer through Style Chemistry Consulting and how the women who are listening can get in contact with you if they need your services? Absolutely. So my services include closet detox, personal Mm -hmm. shopping, and speaking as well. And so what's Mm -hmm. great about Style Chemistry is that I work with women in person in Houston, Texas, but I also mm-hmm. style women globally around the world through virtual styling. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right. So thanks to technology, uh, I, know. I can shop for you online and still help you to get dressed for success, whether you're in Houston or not. And so um, I just rolled out a pretty cool virtual styling subscription package. And so that allows oh. women to get um, monthly outfits that are all handpicked by me. And all you have to do is open up the app, click add to cart, and you are on your way. Wow. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, no one has time to be scrolling, you know, when you try to find, okay, I need a dress, right? And then you're scrolling through page after page after page online. No one has time for that. We have, we're, we're building empires. So. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so Someone I, else has to think about this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I'm able to, to do that, to do that for you, to find, you know, what you need um, for work, for weekends, for events, and to put together your looks from head to toe um, and you're able to buy all of that through um, virtual styling online. And so I encourage you guys to check that package out. Visit my website, which is www.stylechemistryconsulting.com. And you can follow me on all social media at Style Chemistry Consulting. And one last thing about the business. Mm -hmm. Holiday season is coming up. So I know that we all have 
holiday parties and galas and all of that. So I am offering a special occasion styling package Ooh. for till the end of the year. So please check that out as well if you need help finding a gown and, um, you know, still in the show. Snatching some wigs at your next event. <laughs> <laughs> that is wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Dr. Charlene Lawson. Um, and thank you, ladies, for listening. As you know, we love you here at The Easy Breezy Life. We want you to go out this week, kick butt, come back next week, and let's do it again together. 